Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for July 20th, 2022. I'm teaching a series entitled God's Grace in Our Faith. And this is actually part 60 of the series where you're learning that God does everything. This is 12 weeks now, 12 full weeks of teaching. God does everything he does for us by grace. Grace is unearned, unmerited, undeserved. God, God gives. God is motivated by love. And God does everything that he does by this this unearned one-sided love. And so he's doing it. He wants to bless us because God wants to bless us because God is good. However, God expects us to respond to his grace with our faith. And so you, you've been learning that in this series. You've been learning about God and the plans that he made for you from the foundations of the world and how he's good and how he wants to use you, and how he wants to bless you. And then you've also been learning about your requirement to then in response believe and receive what God has already provided, and then walk out the plans that God already made for you from the foundations of the world. So in this series, we've been looking at John 1 and 14, John 1 and 17. Then we went through a bunch of other scriptures. Uh, We went through pretty much most of Galatians. We finished Galatians. And then I showed you a bunch of other scriptures a couple of days ago where God made plans for you before the world began. I made that very clear before you were formed in your mother's womb. I made that very clear. Yesterday, we looked at something from Jeremiah. Today, we're going to go right back to Jeremiah. And what I'm about to share with you, I believe, is going to be a blessing. So the title of today's message, God's Grace in Our Faith, Part 60, what you need has already been provided. I want you to know that what you need to become the the man or woman God has called you to be, God is not going to do it. It's already been provided. Open up your heart now to get ready to receive the word of God. All right, so let's get into the word. Here we go. John 1 and 14, John 1 and 17, our foundational scriptures. The Bible says the word became flesh. That's Jesus. He, the word, Jesus, dwelt among us. We were able to behold his glory. It is the glory of the only begotten of the Father who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. In John 1 and 17, the Bible says the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came through the Lord Jesus Christ. And then yesterday we looked at Jeremiah chapter 1, verses 5 through 8. Let's go back to that again today. The Lord said to Jeremiah, Hey, Jeremiah, guess what? What? What, God? Before I made you in your mother's womb, before I formed you, I already knew you. Think about that for a minute. You already had an assignment. Listen, I'm God. I mean, so before you were born, I had already chosen you. I had already sanctified you. I already had prepared you for a specific work. I chose you to be a prophet unto the nations. And then Jeremiah was like, oh, oh but God, I, 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 I don't know how to speak. A, a prophet has to speak. And, and he says, I don't know how to speak. I, I'm just a boy. I, I'm not going to know what to say. And, and I'm not old enough. I'm not. Pre-. And the Lord said, listen, don't stop. The Lord was saying, when I reveal something to you, my, your job is to not speak against it. Your job is to not fight against it. Your job is not to try to figure it out. You, you don't need to figure out, son, how you're going to do it. You don't need to figure out. Listen, I got you. I'm God, and I called you to do it. And so don't say, I'm just a boy. Listen, Jeremiah, 
yes, Lord, you got to go. He says, you must go everywhere I'm going to send you. And I need you to say what I tell you to say when you get there. Why? Because I'm going to provide you the words. And I love this part. He says, and Jeremiah, yes, Lord, <laughs> don't be afraid of anyone because I'm with you. He was like, when, when I'm with you, man, I don't, I don't, listen, you're going to need to go where I want you to go. You're going to need to say what I want you to say when you get there. I know you don't know what to say. It doesn't matter. I'm going to give you the words. You're a prophet. A prophet needs words. I'm going to, I'm going to put my words in your mouth, but I need your mouth. I'm going to put my words in your mouth, but I need your voice. And I'm going to tell you what to say. I'm going to tell you where to go. And you are going to face opposition, but, but I got you. I, I'm God. He says, I'm going to be with you. every. Listen, I don't want you afraid of anybody. Why? Because I'm with you every step of the way. So what does this mean for you today? You're like, well, Rick, I'm not a prophet. I'm not calling. I got you. What's true for Jeremiah is true for you, for your specific assignment. Let's get into it. So four things I want to share with you uh, on this morning. Here's number one. This is where I need you to rid your heart and your mind of all distractions. Matter of fact, put this in the chat. God's got me. Put put that in the chat. Put God's got me. Just like God said, I got you, Jeremiah, and, and, and this is the Rick Pena version. Then you got to say, you know what? God's got me. I'm going to go do what God has called me to do. I'm going to go walk in this divine assignment. I'm, I'm going to go attempt all these crazy things the Holy Spirit is leading me to walk in. You know why? Because I believe God's got me. I believe I'm not concerned because God's, God is on me and in me and with me and for me. Come on now. God's got me. I'm good. I'm good. I'm going to walk this thing out by faith. So number one, I have four things to share with you in this morning. The first one is God has already prepared where you need to go and what you need to do when you get there. God, God has already prepared. So so here's the thing. This is what I was thinking about this morning before I started uh, to go live. Um, in this message and in this series, you're going to hear me say things, and you probably heard a lot of preachers say something like, it's already done. Right. High five your neighbor. <laughs> say it's already done. You know, high five. Three people say it's already it's already done. It's already done. It's already done. But but the problem is that these like phrases or slogans and stuff, if we don't teach you what it means, if we don't teach you like I'm all about information to application. I'm all about like your learning has to turn into living. So if if you don't have a practical application for these catchy slogans, then they don't mean anything. Like, I mean, they, they won't really do anything for your life. So I'm attempting to teach you by the grace of God, how God's plans for your life are already done, how God's plans for your life are already prepared, how, put this in the chat, everything I need is already stored up. How, how you got to believe that everything that you would ever need to accomplish your divine assignment is already stored up. And so now in Ecclesiastes 3 and 1, that these things are going to manifest in my life at just the right time. So at just the right time, I'm going to get what I need to get. I'm going to be connected to the people I need to be connected to. And I'm walking this thing out by faith. So I'm going to share some points with you from Jeremiah, but I'm going to explain what it means that is already done. And I've been explaining it, and, and but the light is going to come off of some of you, right? So say it's already done. Put that in the chat if you want. It's already done, but now I'm going to explain the statement. You got it? All right. So number one, God has already prepared where you need to go. God has already prepared what you need to do when you get there. So God said to Jeremiah, listen, hey, Jeremiah, yes, Lord, <laughs> you must go everywhere I send you. There are places everywhere I send There are places that you're supposed to be. 
And and I I'm gonna send you the matter of fact, last night Isabella Isabella and I are in St. Louis. And um we wanted to be in the Dominican Republic right now, but there's this conference that I'm hosting and I'm supposed to be here. And some of uh, my family is already in the DR and they're already on vacation. And I'm like, oh man, and I'm getting pictures and all of that. And and I'm like, you know what? But we're supposed to be here. But we're going to the DR this weekend though, so I'm, I'm excited about that. But last night, anyway, last night I was like, you know, it's one of those moments like, Lord, it's good for me to be here. And so, so you, there are places that you're supposed to be. There are things that you're supposed to be doing. And, and God, just like he told Jeremiah, listen, I'm going to need you to go where I need you to go. I'm going to need you to do what I need you to do when you get there. Now, Jeremiah's case, he was a prophet. So the Lord said, I need you to go where I need you to go. And when you get there, I'm going to need you to say what I need you to say. And so basically what he was telling Jeremiah is what, what he tells us. This is what David said in Psalms 139 and 16. God's plan for my life, your life, was already prepared, was already mapped out. There's a book in heaven with my name on it, and it was already written before the world began. Before I ever lived one day, this is Psalms 139 and 16. The plan for my life was already mapped out. So let's talk about Jeremiah specifically. So God anointed Jeremiah for a specific assignment. Guess what? You have a specific assignment. Let's put that in the chat. Say, my assignment is unique. So you, you have this unique assignment. You you Nobody else can be you. So God called Jeremiah to a specific assignment. That means that God equipped Jeremiah for a specific assignment, right? And that means that because whatever God expects you to do, he equips you to do. So he gave him a specific assignment and he put a specific message in his mouth and he was supposed to deliver this specific message to a specific people. So he was saying, I, listen, God is, is strategic and God is specific. So God says, I'm going to send you to a specific people. Uh, there's a place I need you to go. There's a people I need you to see. And there's a word I need you to release. Right now, Jeremiah didn't know where to go. Je Jeremiah didn't know who to talk to. Jeremiah didn't know what to say. And, but Jeremiah knew who he was following, though. See, it doesn't matter if you don't know where you're going, just as long as you know who you're following. And so what was true for Jeremiah is true for look for you. It's just as long as you know who you're following, you're going to be just fine. And you should be following God. The Bible likens us to sheep and the Bible likens God to a good shepherd. And the thing about sheep, sheep have a terrible sense of direction, but sheep don't need to know where they're going just as long as they know who they're following. I'm following the shepherd. Put this in the chat. Say, God, I follow you every day of my life. And so I'm being led by the Holy Spirit. I'm being guided by God. God is connecting me. God is showing me where to go. God is showing me what to do. And I'm doing it by the grace of God. So when you are being led by the Holy Spirit down the, the path to your destiny, then listen, you're going to live an amazing life. Now, I've told you this like a million times. I'm going to tell you again. God is not going to give you all the answers up front. Remember, it's God's grace is our faith. So God will give you enough light for the next step. God will give you enough wisdom for the season that you're in. But in most cases, God won't tell you what's down the street. God won't tell you what's around the corner. God, God wants you to, to trust him for what's next. And so if you're one of those people that needs to have all the answers up front, if you're one of those people that needs to have five year, 10 year, 15 year, everything already mapped out, you're going to have a hard time living by faith because God is only going to give you enough light for the season that you're in, and he expects you to trust him for the rest. So if you do trust God, if you wake up every morning 
And you're like, okay, God, I'm going to just go do what you want me to do. I'm going to say what you want me to say. I'm open to the Holy Spirit. I'm living with this level of discernment. Then you're going to live an amazing life. Now, to be clear, if you're going to wake up one morning and maybe say to your spouse, wow, this is amazing. But it probably won't be what you guys expected. It probably won't be what you guys originally imagined. It, why? Because it would be the life that God planned, not the life that you planned. And in most cases, well, in every case, his plans are better than your plans. So Isabella and I are witnesses to this. We got to the Virginia area in 2010. Uh, we were stationed, uh, I was stationed at the Pentagon, Isabella was stationed at Fort Belvoir. And when we got to the Virginia area in 2010, we believed that we were going to be there for a few years, maybe two, three years, retire, and then go to Florida and start a church and we would be pastoring. And well, a few years into this assignment in Virginia, the Lord made it clear to me and, and Isabella that we have an assignment in Virginia and that we needed to stay. And that's not what we wanted. <laughs> and then when we were retiring from the military in 2015, I just wanted to do ministry. I, I didn't really want to like do like corporate America stuff or whatever. Or if I did, maybe I was going to do some consulting or whatever. So I kind of had plans. Obviously, I was praying over them. Isabella wanted to stay home. She was going to be a stay-at-home mom, be a soccer mom and bake cookies. So she kind of had plans. And we were praying over both of those. And of course, none of that happened. So God, God led us a completely different way. But God's plans are better than our plans. And so this is what Proverbs 19 and 21 says. You can make many plans, but it's the Lord's purpose that will prevail. Now, you, look at me, you can make a lot of plans, but if you're led by the Holy Spirit, it's the Lord's purpose that will prevail. Put this in the chat. God's plans are better than my plans. And so if you put God's plans above your plans, if you put God's will above your will, your life may not turn out the way you expect it. Your, your life may not turn out the way you and your, your spouse talked about it. But at the end of the day, it's going to be God's plans and it will be better than your plans. So if God is leading you to do something and you're obedient, this means you're going to go wherever he tells you to go. You're going to do whatever he tells you to do when you get there, when you get there. And once again, it may not be what you wanted, but you're going to wind up living a life that far exceeds your wildest imaginations. Why? Because it will be the life that God planned. Believe me, God's plans are better than your plans. So while it may not be what, you're ex what you expected initially, I need you to be open to it. God needs you to be open to it. Because as you walk with God and God walks with you, believe me, you will live an amazing life. It will be the life that God planned in his heart before the world began. All right, number two, God will give you the words to say when you're, when you're in situations that he planned for you to be in. So when you're in situations that God planned for you to be in, then God will give you the words to say. Jeremiah was like, man, I don't know, God, you're going to send me places. And then a prophet has to speak. I, I don't even know what to say. God said to Jeremiah, you must go everywhere that I'm sending you. And you got to say what I tell you to say. See, the job of, of, of a prophet is to speak words, say words. The job of a prophet is to speak words. So Jeremiah was like, well, I don't know what words to say. But God was like, yeah, I know what words to say. So don't worry about it. I'm going to send you some, somewhere, and because your job is to speak words, I have to provide the words. I, you provide the mouth, I provide the words. You provide the voice, I provide the words. Well, you're like, well, okay, is that how it works? Yeah, that's how it works. God was sending Jeremiah to a specific people at a specific time with a specific message. And just like it was specific for Jeremiah, it's specific for you. Now, you may be saying, well, I'm not a prophet. Okay, fine. doesn't matter. Whatever you are called to do, 
God has given you the grace to do it. And God is saying, I will provide it, but I need you, I need you to provide the submission. I need your body. I need your voice. I need your personality. I, I, I need you to yield yourself over to me. Your job is to simply stop fighting the process and allow God to flow in you, with you, through you, so that you can flow in his grace. Powerful things happen when you make a human alignment with your divine assignment. So since Jeremiah was called to be a prophet, then his provision was words. But God had already provided the words. In your case, you may need more than words. In your case, you would be like, hey, Rick, that word stuff, that's cool, but I don't, I, I, words, I, maybe I need some words, but I need some money. You might be saying, I need money. I need buildings. I need equipment. I need machinery. I need relationships. I need education. I need people. I need whatever you need. Here's the point. It's already stored up for you. Whatever you need to accomplish what God has sent you to this planet to accomplish. Here's the point. It's already done. God planned for your arrival. God is, God is strategic. God planned for your arrival on this planet at just the right time. You are destined, come on now, for such a time as this. So as you're led by the Holy Spirit and you're obedient to the leading of the Holy Spirit, you will gain access to everything you need at just the right time because you're doing what God has called you to do. Number three, God will protect you for your purpose. Say, God will protect me. You can put that in the chat. God will protect you for your purpose. God knew that Jeremiah was going to have to speak truth to power. God knew that Jeremiah was going to have to say things that people didn't want to hear. God knew that Jeremiah, so, so God said to Jeremiah, listen, don't be afraid of anyone. Listen to me, Jeremiah. Listen to me, son. Listen. God is speaking right now. Son, daughter, don't be afraid of anyone. He said, don't be afraid of anyone. I am with you and I will protect you. So since God was sending him out, he was like, listen, I need you to say what, I, what I'm telling you to say, even when people don't want to hear it. And don't be afraid of anyone. I am with you and I will protect you. God was more than capable of protecting him. And guess what? God is more than capable of protecting you. When you are doing the work of the Lord, never be afraid. Put this in the chat. I am afraid of no one. Uh, fear has no power over me. I'm afraid. Listen, why would I be? If God is for me, he's more than the whole wide world against me. Where God leads, he feeds. Where God guides, he provides. Where God sends, he protects. So you walk into your destiny. You do so with fearless confidence. Say that out loud. I have fearless confidence. Why? Because my confidence is not in me. I have fearless confidence. Why? Because my confidence is in God. And in Romans 8 and 31, the Bible says that God is for you. He's more than the whole wide world against you. Come on, man. God is on your side. If God is for you, he's more than the world against you. So fear has no power over you. And God is with you everywhere. The Lord is with you whithersoever thou goest. Say amen to that. All right, number four, last one for today. Life is much better when you live in alignment with God's assignment. You know, there are millions of people on this planet right now that are struggling, stressed out, because they're trying to make a life for themselves. They're trying to pull themselves up by their own bootstraps. They're trying to make a life on their own power, their own ability, their own strength. They're trying to create their own destiny. Where, whereas God is looking for you to stop striving and to enter into his rest and to rest in his finished work. Those are not the same thing. Those are completely different ways to live. If you ever get to the point where you rest in God's finished work, Ephesians 3 and 20 will be manifested in your life. You will experience a life that is, is exceedingly above all that you can ask or think or even imagine according to the power that works on the inside of you. It will be a life that is beyond your wildest dream. Why? Because it will be the life that God planned and it will be the grace life. Take it from me. The grace life is much better 
than trying to make a life happen on your own. So instead of, and, and so, but, but here's the problem though. There are Christians who love God, who struggle. There are Christians who love God, who strive because they're trying to get God to give them what they want. Let me slow down for this point. Instead of attempting to get God to put a yes on your plans, instead of attempting to get God to provide for the plans that you came up with in your heart, why don't you try just simply believing or receiving what God already provided from the foundations of the world? Um, if you do that, uh, then then you're not going to be concerned with like you know trying to make God bless what you came up with. You're receiving what he already provided. So said another way, stop coming up with plans and then asking God to bless your plans. If you ask the Holy Spirit to lead and guide and direct you, then when you're doing what the Lord told you to do, you don't have to ask God to bless it because it's already blessed. God's plans are already blessed. So the life of faith is not about you trying to get God to put a yes on your plans. The life of faith is about God trying to get you to put a yes on his plans. So God's grace is already on you. Say this. Say, say, say God's grace is already on me. God's grace is already on you to do what he called you to do. But when you make your life about something else, this last point is really important. When you make your life about something else, these are things that you came up with in your own heart, things that you want to do that were not things that God wants you to do. Then you're going to need things that God did not store up for you. You're going to ask God for things that God did not already provide, and you will attempt to get things or to do things that you don't have the grace for. This is really important. Like, for example, I had told a lot of people that when I retired from the military, me and Isabella were going to Florida and starting a church. Then the Lord told me not to do that. The Lord told me to stay in Virginia. I could have moved to Florida. I'm a free moral agent. Right? I could have said, forget it. We already told everybody we're going to Florida. We wanted, we wanted to live on the water. We wanted to have a boat and jet skis. Let's go. Fine. I could have done that. But had I done that, then what, what would happen? I would be in Florida asking God to, I would be, I would have started a church and I would have been asking God to bless something I came up with. And the problem is when, when you live like that, instead of accepting what God has already planned, then this is people that live this way, then their prayer life is like hit and miss at best. They're striving to make things happen on their own. They're actually living by human effort, human power, human ability. And since they're outside of the grace of God, they're striving to earn, they're earning everything by the sweat of their, pro, their brow. And they're trying to make things happen. And, and, and they're trying to for, and ask God, why are you not blessed? I need you to bless this. I need you to bless this. Why are you not blessing it? Because it's human effort. Because you don't have the grace for it. Because you're outside of, listen, it's like, let's say, for example, let me use this example right here. So if the grace is flowing, so right here is the grace of God for your life, and the grace is flowing right here. And so this is God's will, and the grace is already flowing. But if I'm over here trying to make something happen and ask God to bless it, there's no grace over here. So now all I have over here is human power, human ability, human strength, human effort. Over here, there's grace. Over here, there's human effort. If I live, and a lot of people live this way. If I if I'm pursuing my own stuff and asking God to bless it, my prayer life is going to be hit and miss. God is so good. God will still, you know, God will still 
work with me because he loves me. But it's not going to be God's best. And then I'm going to die and go to heaven to realize that, man, I missed out. Like I spent all this time doing this stuff when the blessing was over here waiting on me. When the blessing was over here waiting on me to die to self, yield to him, and just walk in what God had already provided. So, yeah, if you humble yourself and just give up your dreams for God's dreams, give up your desires for God's desires, put God's will above your will, then you will live an amazing life. And you know what it's called? The grace life. It will be the life that God planned for you from the foundations of the world. Listen, I'm, I try to take my time on that because this is real talk, real talk. This is the will of God. This is what it means. Like it's already been provided. You got to live like that. You got it? Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. Uh, uh, if you got it, put in the chat, I got it. If you, if the light came on for you, put something in the chat because I want to read that. I, I want to know if you're finally getting what the Holy Spirit is saying. I want you to speak this over your life. Lift up your voice and speak this. Say, Father, I thank you for teaching me about your amazing grace and my requirement to live by faith. The more I learn about your grace, the more I willingly die to self. Now, there was a time in my life when I made my own decisions, I pursued my own desires, and I chased my own dreams. Living that way led to frustration because I was asking for things that you did not already store up, and I was walking outside of your grace. Those days are over. I now die to self. I yield to you. I place your will above my own. I die to selfish desires. I pursue your dreams. And I live in accordance with your purpose. This is a much greater way to live. Living this way, I get to enjoy everything you already prepared for me. I get to meet all the people that you already planned for me to meet when I'm supposed to meet them. I get to walk in my divine purpose. And as I do, things just happen for me at just the right time. I am enjoying life now because I'm not stressing anymore. I am resting in your finished work. This is how I know greater is coming. For me, I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. So please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org. And if you want my notes, click on the big red subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, I love you. God loves you more. I pray that these messages are helping you to understand the grace of God, to understand the grace life, to, under to, to stop striving. And stop living by human effort alone. Jesus delivered us from having to earn everything by the sweat of our brow. It's the grace of God that goes before you. All right. You ready? Have an amazing day. Do me a favor. Two things. Leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you. Share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I love you and God loves you more. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to learn more about our ministry or you would like to partner with our ministry, please visit ripministries.org. You will learn there what we're doing in the Caribbean, providing a Christ-based education to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic. We also provide them a hot meal every day. If you would like to partner with us, click on the donate button. All the donations are tax deductible in the United States. 
If you don't have my book, Level Up Your Life, go to rickpina.co and get the book today. From rickpina.co, you'll also see that I have journals and I also have some other products and apparel and etc. all centered around the grace life. And then lastly, if you enjoy this content, but you want direct access to Isabella and I, the Lord impressed it upon my heart for Isabella and I to start mentoring people, giving people access to us to be able to ask us questions. We're answering questions about ministry, about missions, nonprofit, for-profit. I'm addressing things uh, as far as how I preach, our approach to preaching. We're putting out private content just for a specific group in the Patreon. So please visit patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina if you're interested in this material. Have an amazing day.